This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Starting a new series today called Simply Jesus. Um, uh, I actually think we're going to do this series probably for uh, a couple months here in the summer. I've been really praying and asking the Lord what he wants to speak and uh, I was in here the other day and just felt like the Holy Spirit just said, talk about Jesus. And, um, and I think that sometimes we need this because we're in the middle of noise and we're fighting battles in our lives and distractions and we're running kids around everywhere and seasons of life are changing for all of us constantly and there's drama in the world. Man, there's a lot of drama in the world, just constant drama in the world. And I think that sometimes in the midst of all the noise, distractions, the chaos, the kids, the grandkids, whatever you want to call it, we can just lose focus of Jesus and just lose focus of our intimate relationship with Jesus. And I love saying that word, intimate relationship with Jesus. It is not just a belief system in Jesus. It is a relationship that we have in Jesus that is something that's supposed to be alive. It's something that's supposed to be, you know, uh, bubbling up inside. You know, me and Stefan went to lunch a couple weeks ago, and he was just sharing his heart. He was like, you know what, I just, there's just a lot of Jesus happening inside of his heart. And he's like, I want to get some, you know, guys together in the church and some people and and just talk about Jesus. And I was like, yes, like how great is that? That's exactly what God intended in the earth, that we have a live, real relationship with Jesus, and it's not religion, and we're not just coming to check the box on Sunday morning, and we're not just, you know, throwing something in the offering so that we feel better about ourselves, but that it is alive, and it is well, and the Holy Spirit is leading us. Amen? So we're going to start this series called Simply Jesus. Now let me take you back, okay? We're going to go back in time today, okay? All right, we're going back in time to the year 2000, okay? The year 2000. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, look at that kid, everybody. All right, so I was looking at old pictures last night, and I found that picture. And that's like me at like, I don't know, probably five or six years old. And I feel like if you would have tipped me over, you could have used my hair as a mop. It would just, just, it was just so long and so crazy. But all right, back to 2000, okay? Year 2000, here we go. Woo! Yeah, can I get an amen on that? Look at those tips, okay? <laughs> you, you want to know what I was drinking? Uh, I don't know if we want to know what I was drinking. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, all right, next picture, next picture. Well, I'll see you. Look at that. That's some bright tips. I went to this girl. She would put the cap on and, you know, dig them out, like scrape my scalp and everything, okay? So year 2000, 2000, 2001. That's what we're kind of talking about today. Good time in my life. Um, pretty, uh, pretty simple time in my life. I was thinking yesterday, I was like, what was my favorite song in the year 2000s? Any guesses? Come on, think about 2000, okay? Think about 2000. Any guesses? Huh? Anybody? Wasn't in sync, I'll tell you that much, okay? And it wasn't Britney, okay? All right, Faye, Hanson, somebody said Hanson. 
Favorite song in 2000 would have had to be, first one is Country Grammar. <laughs> country Grammar, okay. Or, next one, next one, uh, yes, Dr. Dre, okay. Yes, yes, I know some of you are like, why am I at this church right now, okay. Uh, favorite movie, any guesses? Favorite movie in 2000? Favorite movie, any guesses? Dumb and Dumb. That's close. That's close. That's close. Okay. Favorite movie was? Ah! Hey, Matrix. Yes. I was obsessed. I was like, just give me a pill. Let me go into the Matrix, you know? Or, or, or my second favorite movie probably at that time was, put it up there, next one. It was a movie called Days and Confused. Hi. Highly suggest not to watch that movie, okay? <laughs> Highly suggest this, okay? So, now go back to the picture of me, okay? This kid in 2000, 2001, was finding Jesus, okay? Now, I grew up in church and never really, really found Jesus. But I had a friend that invited me to this youth group called Cross Current, and it was around that time in 2000, I showed up, and, you know, you got to remember, like, church in 2000 was not cool, like, at all, like, there was nothing cool, like, I'm, like, sitting, you know, in worship, and, like, I'm looking at, like, Jess, and there's these, like, cool rays of light coming from behind her, you know what I mean, we're like, oh, look at that, it looks like heaven, you know what I mean, like, that was not church, in 2000, but I went to this youth group, and they were kind of like that in 2000. They had like funny videos, and they were just so different, and so I was at that place where I was giving Jesus a chance, and how many of you can say you're just thankful for the journey that God gives us, and you're like, just, can we just thank God that like God doesn't make us like just change everything in one second, you know what I mean? Like, like I had given my life to Jesus, but I was still like, you know what I mean? You know, you're still like, you know, like, you know, Jesus is cool on like Thursday and Wednesday and, but Friday, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? There's like big party on Friday, you know what I mean? And that's kind of where I was at in my journey with Jesus at that moment. But the weird thing was this, okay? And I love, I just love the Holy Spirit. At that same time that I was kind of like back and forth and kind of like, you know, dabbling with Jesus and dabbling with the world and trying to like figure out like really where I was at. At the same time, our church, the church that I went to called Rockford First Assembly, okay? This big, massive Assemblies of God church, Okay. They had this sanctuary, and put up that picture, okay? They had this sanctuary, okay? Now, this is, I found this picture online. I can't believe I found it online, okay? This is when they were just about to remodel the sanctuary. Because can you see the old, like, stained purple pews back there? Anybody remember pews, okay? Like, and, like, just, like, deep red and purple uh, carpet. I remember, like, like the, at the front. Of the, of the stage was like this purple like color and we called that like you know like sinner's lane you know what I mean like all the sinners would come up there on Sunday mornings and so now 
our, our church was open 24 hours, and they were really big on, if you just want to come and pray, just come and pray. And so I found this picture. I couldn't believe I found this picture online because I would come and, like, so and can we just have real talk for a second? Like, real talk. I would sometimes go out and do really stupid things and then find myself here at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Right up there. And I would listen to songs like this. Can you play that song? I'm just going to let it play for a second. Anybody recognize it? Turn it up a little bit. Anybody recognize it? CD player in my pocket, sometimes it would fall out, and then, you know, like, my head would get, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I love? There was, there was no religion. There was nobody there teaching me doctrine. There was nobody there telling me, like, you got to fix all these things, because you know what's so interesting about Jesus? 
is we think that when we come to Jesus, Jesus just perfectly wants to clean us all up just really quick. You know the things that he talked about to me weren't even the things that, the dumb things that I was doing at that time. He just loved on me. And that, in that place, and in that moment, is really where I developed like a real, authentic relationship with Jesus. And it took probably, I'm gonna say it probably took, you know, a year and a half, two years, where I was like, you know, probably shouldn't be drinking out of cups like that. You know what I mean? And God's probably got a different plan for my life. Go ahead and bring that down. And the Holy Spirit, he would just talk to me about my life and my future. It's the place he started to heal my heart from my grandparents passing away when I was young. It was just such a, it was so simple. You know what I mean? It was just intimate. It's just me and Jesus. So I want to look at a story today. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It'll be on the screen for you. It says this, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing. Every time I read this story, I was, I'm always like, what did she make? Did she make chicken parm? You know, like, like it's Jesus, you know, like, you got to like, you got to make the best of the best. You know what I mean? They like grill some steaks, you know, like, what were they making? The Bible says this, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister is just sitting here? Like, Blasting people, you know what I mean? Like calling out, you know what I mean? Right in front of Jesus. She says, look at my lazy sister sitting here. While I do all the work, tell her to come and help me. Verse 41. The Lord answered her. And he says this, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? pulled away by all these many distractions. They, are they really important? You know, I saw this quote this week by Francis Chan. Put it up there for you. It says this, Our greatest fear should not be failure, but of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. This is exactly what Jesus is saying to her. He's saying, Martha, you are so concerned about this big dinner and this party and everybody that's coming to the house and you are distracted and does that really matter? Verse 42, 
He says this, Mary has discovered one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. Martha is concerned with the dinner. Martha is distracted, okay? And when Martha's distracted, and when we're distracted in life, it reminds me of this game, okay? How many of you remember the game Tug of War, okay? Anybody play it growing up? Come on, raise your hand. Yeah, we've all played Tug of War, okay? I know some of us liked it more than others, and some of us hated it, okay? So this is what happens in life. I need, I need some help today, okay? I need some help. Nick, come here, okay? Come here, Nick. You all, listen, if I, if I have you come up, you got to be fast, okay? Listen, that's the cool man walk, okay? I, need, I don't need the cool man. All right, so Nick, Nick's going to be Jesus, okay? So you, you get the rope right here. Nick's going to be Jesus, okay? You want to you wanna come up, bud? You had your hand up? Yeah, come on, come on. Ah, oh, come here, Drew. Come here, Drew, okay? So Drew, Drew's going to be Drew's going to be us, Okay? You're just going to lose against Nick? Obviously, okay? All right? No, right here, right here, right here, right here, okay? So Jesus is pulling, pulling it all the time. He's pulling us, okay? I know, I know. Come on, come on. You're good. Jesus is pulling us. Yeah, Nick's like, yeah, buddy. Come on, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So so we're, we're always in this tug of war of what? Jesus, here, come on over a little bit. Jesus and what? Our life and all the many distractions of our life. Doug, come here, okay? Come here, Doug. Stefan, come here, okay? Okay, come here, come here. Okay, Preston, come here. Matt, come here. Andrew, come here. Okay. All right, so here, just get behind Andrew, Okay. Yeah, yeah, here. So, yeah, here we go. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah, keep going. Go to the back. Go to the back. Yeah. Okay. So, in life, we have all these distractions, you know? So, like, you know, we have, um, we have vacation distractions, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Okay. We have our, our phone distraction, Okay. This is totally not you, but I'm going to use it. Okay. Our, our sports distraction. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you, okay? You know, we have our sports distractions. We have, we have deadlines, distractions, work distractions, right? Okay? We have, you know, cutting the grass distraction. We have, we have cleaning the house distraction, you know what I mean? I need more. Okay, I need more. Casey, come here. Yeah, come here, Bob. Come here, Bob. All right, come here. Come here, come here. Okay, hurry, hurry, hurry. Omar, come here real quick. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get on the end. Get on the end. Yep, keep scooting down. You're at the end, Drew. Okay? And we just keep adding more distractions. You know, we got to... We got we to gotta shop well so we can look good like Casey. You know what I mean? Okay? You know? Someday this young man will get married and he'll have to keep his wife happy. Amen? Okay? Right? 
He's like, oh, gosh, why, why are you doing this? Okay? And the, the distractions just keep piling up. We have, we have money distractions. Matt Brown, come here, come here, come here. Okay? You're the end there. And Matt Brown, he's like, he's like, man, I just, he's like, I love a good party and a good barbecue. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. Okay. Now, here's here's a question: Are any of these distractions wrong? No. There's nothing that I just talked about. Like, man, who doesn't love a good vacation in Jesus' name? Can I get an amen for a good vacation, okay? Like, we, we love all these things, and we have to take care of all of these things, right? We have to. Like, these things need our attention in life, okay? But here is the issue, okay? This is us. And that's Jesus, right? And all of a sudden, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're ten distractions away from Jesus. And all right, so let's play tug of war. Let's come on, Nick. Let's go, Jesus. Let's go. Come on. Here we go. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on, Nick. Put some effort into it. Jeez, come on. You know what I mean? What happens? Instead of Jesus pulling our life, our distractions are pulling our life. And then you all know what really happens? All right, here, come back down, okay? Now, here's the deal. I need all of you, the topic I gave you, okay? And I know you know a ton about sports, okay? All right? (laughs) The topic I gave you, I need you to talk loud, just really, really loud about your topic, okay? And even if you don't know what to say, just say words. Be like, Bahamas, you know what I mean? I just need you, on the count of three, when I tell you to talk really loud, okay? And then, Nick, I need you to preach the word of God, okay? It It is inside of you, and I just need you to preach it, you know what I mean? Just let these people hear God's good news, okay? Are we ready? Okay. One, two, three, go. Go. Keep going. I, <laughs> I heard a beautiful lawn in the new lawnmower, okay? All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I just love every sport. <laughs> okay. Now, clearly, Jesus was talking, right? Jesus had something to say. I mean, I can't even imagine what came out of your mouth. I mean, it's, it's got to be incredible, you know? He has something to say. The issue is this. We can't hear it. Can't hear it. And Jesus is looking at Martha. He's going, Martha, you're so concerned about things that don't matter. Matter. 
And I get it. They do matter. And we do got to take care of these things. And all these things are good. And they have a place in our life. But Jesus is going, Martha, I matter. I'm the one thing that matters. See, here's the issue. When we can't hear Jesus, what happens in life then is we get really confused. Anybody ever felt that way? There's just so much going on. It's just like, it's like life is swirling. And we can't hear the voice of God. And when I can't hear, when Drew can't hear the voice of God, he's like, how in the world am I supposed to be a dad to four girls under four in Jesus' name? You know what I mean? Right? And we live constantly in confusion. And when we live in confusion... The reality is this. Things like the lawn, okay? Now, I love a good lawn. You know what I mean? You ever just drove into a neighborhood and just seen a beautiful lawn? You know, you're like, ah, this blesses my soul. That's what heaven's going to look like. You know what I mean? I love a good lawn, okay? But if the lawn has my heart... Does it matter? You know, as a pastor, I've been to a lot of funerals. And I always, I always wonder, like, what are they going to talk about? I've been to some funerals where, man, it was awesome. They were men or women of God, and they just go on and on about their love and their passion for Jesus and the kingdom of God. And I just think, what a great life. What a well-spent life. Went to a funeral last year. Five different people got up. Five different people talked about the same thing. This man's love for Ohio State football. <laughs> now, listen, I understand that, like, like sports matter. <laughs> you know? I mean, where would we be without Preston, you know? Where would, you be? where would we be? My son wouldn't know how to dribble a basketball, you know? But the reality is this. Will it matter? Will it really matter? Give it up for all these guys. They did a great, great. You can just drop it. You're good. Hey, Jesus, thanks for coming to church today. That was, that was awesome. See, here's the reality. Jesus was in Martha's house. Did you get that? Jesus came to Martha's house, and she was more concerned about the dinner than the person that was in the house. 
She was more concerned, and I listen, I'm, I am chief guilty of this, where she was more concerned about what she was doing for Jesus than spending time with Jesus. See, distractions has this way of just making us Look at life and reprioritizing in ways that don't make sense in the kingdom of God. Listen, if you're not in the kingdom of God and you're not a believer and you don't believe in Jesus, then all of this is just a bunch of hogwash, okay? And I get it. But if you're a believer and you believe in Jesus and you want a real, vibrant relationship with Jesus, then the priorities have to be different, Right? Because what I behold in this life, what I'm looking at in this life, is what I'm going to become like. Right? I remember one time I was praying, and I was just spending some time with the Lord. This is like, I was Michigan. I think I was in Michigan. And, um, and the Lord just said, you just watch way too much sports center." I was like, well, I like sports center. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, like, I'm the guy that will come home and turn sports center on, and it'll just be on in the background. And it's the same show over and over and over. You know what I mean? Like they they don't even do anything new. It's the same highlights, it's the same announcers, it's the same thing. It's just the same thing over and over again. And the Lord just told me, You behold Sports Center more than me in your house. Priorities get messed up. When distractions come, when distractions come, anxiety comes. Verse 40, remember Martha, she says this, verse 40. Martha became exasperated. What a great word, exasperated. I, I love big words like that, you know what I mean? Like I want to go back in time to like Little House on Prairie time where they just said big words like that, you know what I mean? It says she became exasperated. By finishing numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus. She's like the only person in history that's ever interrupted Jesus, okay? Like the only person. She interrupts Jesus, the Son of God, the one who made her, the one who made the earth, made everything. She interrupts Jesus. To tell him this, she interrupts him and says, Lord, don't you think it's unfair? I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I'm working hard for you. I'm working hard for this dinner. Don't you think it's unfair, Jesus, that my sister does nothing while I do all the work for the party? See, distractions gets us into this place of anxiety. Okay, because when I'm focused on all the distractions, then every time I come to meet with Jesus, it's always about the distractions, right? It's always about like, hey, God, when am I going to get that raise? Hey, God, when are we going to get out of this house and move into this house? Hey, God, when am I going to go on that trip? Hey, God. When, 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 when. And God's going, I got so much to talk to you about, but all we talk about is the distractions. 
You know what I loved about the sanctuary when I was 19, 20 years old? There was no distractions because I didn't have anything in life. I mean, I was just poor, you know what I mean? I just, I was poor and I had a little car and, you know, I worked, but I didn't have a bunch of distractions. So when I came to the sanctuary and I would walk with the Lord and I would play that music, there was no distractions. And I hadn't met Jess yet because I remember the Lord told me, he said, listen, you're going to have to learn to fall in love with me first before I bring your wife because I need you to know what it's like to love me first and more than, than a woman. There was no distraction. So the Lord could literally talk to me about anything. I just walked in there and would go, I just start worshiping. You don't want to hear me sing, you know what I mean? But in that sanctuary, I sang. And I was loud. I didn't care what anybody thought. I just wanted to be with Jesus. See, the truth is this, is that Jesus had Mary's heart. And the reason we know that Jesus had Mary's heart is because she sat at his feet and just listened. Just listened. I always want to come in here and I start praying. I'll turn on some worship music and I'll start praying. I'll be like, God, the stupid weeds are back in the weed beds. You know what I mean? Like, God, why are the weeds back? And God, why, why am I fighting with the ants? You know what I mean? There's ants in the church, and I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting with the ants. And, and God, you know, I, I'm, I'm frustrated about this. And God, you know, I'm concerned with this. And I'll come into this, and, and there'll be nothing. Nothing. Until I turn my heart and I just start worshiping. And it's almost like the Lord's like, okay, sit down. I get to that place and I just go, all right, Lord, what do you want to talk about? What's on your agenda? What do you want to talk about in my life? You know what's crazy is this, is that most of the time, he just loves on me. That's the best part. Because, see, we're, we're so afraid to just listen to the Lord and listen to what he has to say to us out of fear that he's going to be mad at us, that somehow he's going to be frustrated with us, that he's going to be disappointed. How many, come on, can we just be honest? How many of you feel like all the time, like God is mad, disappointed, frustrated? Put your hand up real high. Come on. It helps everybody to see this, okay? We look, we all are fighting this thought of like, is God for me? Is he against me? Is he happy with me? Is he not happy with me? And then, you know, so when I get to the presence of the Lord, it's almost like you want to dominate the conversation. You ever had a conversation with somebody where like you are scared of what they're going to say to you? So you're like, I'll just dominate the conversation. This is what we do with God. We come in and we dominate the conversation because I don't really want to know what God thinks because in my heart of hearts, I think he's upset at me. But Mary, she just sits at Jesus' feet. 
Worship team, you guys can come on up. And I love this. Verse 42. Verse 42. It says this. Mary has discovered the one thing that's most important. What is it? It's just simply Jesus. It's just simple. And sometimes we just make this thing out to be way more complicated than it is. Like, guarantee the best part of service today was the end of worship, right? Wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't that awesome? You could just feel the Holy Spirit. You could just feel the presence of the Lord. And you could just feel his love and his grace and his acceptance just just flowing, just flowing. That's the best part of service today. It's just simple. It's just simply Jesus. And Jesus says this, by choosing, So I love that it said that Mary made a choice. She made a choice to sit at his feet. Because she sat at his feet, she was not distracted. She was undistracted. So Jesus is making it really clear to us. Listen, you're distracted because you don't sit with me. You're distracted because you're not with me. You're distracted because you're so concerned with all these things. Remember what Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 said this. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. And I love that it says things. It doesn't list the things. It just says things, meaning this. All the things in life will be added unto you. So Jesus is making us a promise. He says, listen, if you just sit at my feet, behold me. All these things in life that you care so much about, I'll give them all to you. Because really, what does it come down to? It comes down to, does he have your heart? That's all he wants. That is all he wants. That's all he desires. Ryan, that's all he wants. It's all. Where's Ryan? There he is. Sorry. Ryan's all he wants. You know? He'll figure out the career, right? He'll figure it out, bud. All he wants is Ryan's heart. That's all he cares about. Because if he has Ryan's heart, he'll work everything out. There's nothing he won't work out for you because he loves you and he's for you and he's not against you. You get it? There's nothing, nothing, nothing. All he wants is you. That's it. That's it. And it becomes really, really simple because then when I sit at the feet of Jesus, he just goes, this is what's important. Right? This is what's important. And then life makes sense. And I don't run and chase after things that are not important to God. Because how many of you have done that before? And you get to the end of the road and you're just like, wow, this was a this was a cul-de-sac. And now I'm headed right back in the other direction. I thought it was so important, 
but it's not important. Listen, men, can we just all, men, listen. <laughs> oh, chase Jesus, don't chase money. Chase Jesus, don't chase money. God's got all the money. He's got all the money. You're not gonna get to the end of your life and go, I wish I would have worked, you know, 10 to 15 more hours a week. You're gonna go, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have spent more time with my wife. I wish I would have done more for the kingdom of God. I wish I would have served Jesus more. I wish I would have spent more time with him. That's what we're gonna say. Don't chase money. You know what I love about the story? You know what is so tragic is this. When I was growing up, the story was presented almost in guilt and shame. It was like presented like, you are not a real follower of Jesus because you do not spend enough time in the presence of God. Now I'd always listen to the story growing up and think, man, I'm just, I'm just terrible. And the reality is it was the absolute different. Remember what Jesus said? He said this to Martha. He said, Martha, my beloved Martha. Hear those words. Martha, my beloved Martha. Can you imagine if Jesus Christ stood in front of you and said, Sierra, my beloved Sierra, you would melt. You would just melt. You would just be like, what? Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, loves me. He loves me. And this is what he says to her. What was really happening? He was saying this. He was going like this. He was going, Martha, listen, put the pats and the pants down. Martha, come here. I want you to experience the exact same thing Mary does. No, he goes, Martha, come here. He's inviting us to the same place that he found Mary, right? He's going, come on, Martha, come with me. Come on, come on. I'm inviting you to the same exact place. You know what I mean? He's going, come on, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where we're at in life. Doesn't matter what's going on. He goes, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm bringing you, I'm bringing you to the same place that Mary has found. He's not scolding Martha, he's inviting Martha. You see that? He's not, listen, sometimes we think when Jesus talked harshly to somebody that he was scolding people. He was never scolding people. He was always inviting, always inviting, always inviting, always inviting. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.
Being obsessed with what others think about you is the fastest way to forget what God thinks about you. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.